0: You know, I said that the last session was the last session. Well, you know how the Holy Spirit is. He just kind of teaches you. And I thought I was done, but I really wasn't. I wasn't done. And there's something very, very important that I need to tell you about. And that's about humility and pride. You know, the devil was kicked out of heaven and he was the praise and worship leader of heaven. The Bible says that, you know, that he was beautiful. And that he thought he was beautiful and he convicts like a third of the angels that he was beautiful. And so the devil seriously has an issue with pride. And he's a musician. And guess what? He passes it down to all the musicians on the earth. And he will try to trap you in pride. Think, oh man, you have got it made. You have got it made. Oh my gosh, you are doing so good. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've been in a worship service and people are getting healed and there's prophecy and there's word of knowledge. And, you know, and just 30 minutes later, it was like a mosh pit. And, you know, there's thousands of youth there. They're raising their hands and everything is so awesome. And the devil kind of whispers in my ear and says, you are so good. And for a while, like the first time it happened to me, I was like, Yeah, this is pretty good. And then it was like I slapped myself spiritually in the face said, No! No, I am not good. The Bible says that there is no one good on the earth. That only Jesus Christ has the authority to say that he is good. So guess what? You are not good. You are not so good that you can't change, you can't grow, etc. I mean, you have to work on yourself spiritually, You have to work on yourself practically. You have to work on yourself all the time. And great people are humble people. That's a powerful statement, so I'm just going to say it again. Great people who do great things for God are humble people. James 4.10. And it says, Humble yourself before the Lord, and He will lift you up. Meaning you don't have to brag about yourself. Proverbs says, that let others talk about you. You let the Lord do the work for you as a musician. Even as an artist, you just be humble. Be a good listener. Be humble. Seek God, and He will lift you up. And so many relationships between pastors and worship leaders are destroyed because of this matter and its pride. That I think it should be done this way, I think it should be done this way, and I'm not sure if you really know what you're talking about because, you know, you're not a musician, and I, I know what we're doing here, and so forth. Pride. Pride will destroy everything that you are, everything that you've done, but if you are humble, then God will lift you up. And so when I come to a church, I want to be very respectful to that church. I want to be very respectful to the time that I have as a worship leader and when somebody tells me Philip you have 25 minutes guess what everything over 25 minutes is of the devil. (laughs) It means that I'm not humbling myself I'm not in obedience I'm doing my own thing and I'm telling you I have felt it that when I go over even if it's just one minute or two minutes. I can feel it i can feel that i'm out of the area of blessing that i was especially if i'm like looking at the pastor and say okay give me one more minute and he's like what are you doing now this does not happen a lot because i learned very quickly that this is not a good idea but i am telling you this 100 percent you need to follow the rules of the church that you're at i'm a spirit-filled believer I believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I believe in speaking in tongues. But I will ask the pastor, are you okay with that? And the interesting thing is, if they say no, and I want to be multifaceted. I don't want to just minister to people who speak in tongues. I want to go to places where people don't. I want to go to places where people don't so I can bring something new. So I can bring the gifts of the Holy Spirit to them in a very respectful way. I'll ask the pastor, i say, are you all right with prophecy? He said, yeah, I'm all right with prophecy. Words of knowledge, if it's real, yeah, I'm all right with that. Are you all right with speaking tongues? No, I really don't want you to do that. You can do that on your own, but don't do that on the stage. And I'll say, yes, sir, I won't do that. And I respect the rules of the house that I'm going to. And as a praise and worship leader, we don't all know what we're doing. We don't have it made. We have to respect the rules of the house that we are going to. There's other places where people say, you know what, Phil, sky's the limit. We love you, we trust you. And you know what, God moves in a different way. But I've also noticed that God will not break the rules of the house that you're in. God respects the rules. So you should respect the rules. You should respect the rules of the person that is over you because if you're respecting them, then you're respecting God. It's very simple. And it's very true. And so I guess as a closing point for this whole session, I have to tell you this, that if you follow the Holy Spirit, if you read the Bible, if you're like that sponge that is always saturated in God, if you're working with your musicians, if you're practicing, if you have eye contact, if you're using melodies that people can sing, If the arrangement is not so overpowering that you can't hear the words, if you're really leading the people into worship, if you have that moment where you're just going to be quiet and you're going to seek God and you're doing everything that is in this worship series, then you have something beautiful that will happen. God comes. God comes. And that's what you want to happen. And you want God to be happy sometimes I'll lead worship or I'll be preaching, and I think, man, that really wasn't good. The people didn't like that. You know what God will say to me? Hey, I liked it. I liked it. That was good. And so firstly, we care about what God thinks, because you are not going to be held accountable for what people thought of you. You are going to be held accountable for what God thinks of you, for what you did, for what God told you to do, whether people liked it or not. It really doesn't matter. So when you do all of that, then you get the verse in the Bible that is 2 Chronicles 5, 13-14. And it says that the priests could not stand because of the cloud of God's glory that had filled the house. And that's what we want every service. We want the cloud of of God's glory to fill the house, to completely saturate the people. And so that's my prayer for you. God, I thank you for everyone who is listening right now. I thank you for these sessions. I pray that they will be a huge blessing to the body of Christ, to the churches, to the musicians, to the worship leaders, Lord Jesus. I pray for every church and I ask you God, that your cloud of glory will fill your house every Sunday, and that your plan will be made manifest. We thank you, Father, that your plans are not our plans, your ways are not our ways, your thoughts are not our thoughts. And so, we, God, we ask you to give us your thoughts, your ways, your dreams, your desires, and we ask you that you would empty us. Of ourself, Empty us of our own dreams, of our own desires, so that you can fill us with your dreams and your desires. Empty us of our songs, so that you can give us Heaven's songs. If you're listening to this right now and you might be feeling a little empty, that is an awesome place to be. Because if you're feeling empty, then God can fill you up. But if you're so full of yourself and you think you got everything made, then God can't do anything with you. So my prayer, God, I ask you that you would empty us so that you can fill us up and the cloud of glory will fill your house all over the world. We thank you, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. It's an awesome, awesome privilege to speak to you and i will be praying for you be blessed